Okay, let's get to the word tonight. Uh, I want to speak about a word that's uh, so confusing. <laughs> so confusing. Who's had a bit of confusion this week? Hmm? Yeah. It might be that you were confused, or it might be someone around you was confused. But it was a confusing situation, and it can be very frustrating. Amen? <laughs> can be frustrating. There's a lot of confusion round about us and a lot of voices that we listen to or people speaking into our lives and information coming to us and it can be quite confusing. And uh, one of the things I think that's in the news at the moment is um, this referendum that's coming up. You know, there's a yes vote, there's a no vote. And then there's all the people in between who are confused. I think most people are confused about it. It's a confusing issue. So, um, because it relates to politics, let's face it, politics is confusing. <laughs> we all think politicians are pretty confused, um, and it can be a confusing, a confusing um, way to try and get get through these things and make decisions because you don't know what's right and what's wrong, and you know. So we have to really pray about these things. But there's also many other confusing things in our lives, like when bad things happen to good people, you know. When bad things happen to good people, it can be quite confusing. You know, sometimes when you read the Bible, you go, gosh, this is confusing. I just don't get it. But we have to ask the Lord to help us with these things. There are some things now that are quite confusing that uh, were not tolerated or were not acceptable. You know, even a few years ago or a generation ago, things that are acceptable now uh, it can be quite confusing to us. Things that are not tradition anymore, that um, you're old-fashioned or you're, you know, you're boring if you don't agree with certain things. And that can be quite confusing because, you know, people have values. We have values. Life itself can be quite confusing. Life can be quite confusing. You know, if you're a teenager, it can be confusing. If you're married, it can be confusing. If you're single... It can be confusing. If you're a parent, it can be confusing. If you're uh, getting older, it can be quite confusing. You know, there's a lot of things in life that are confusing, and you think, oh gosh, this is a heavy message, but there's other things that are confusing, like technology. It's like, I don't know how to use my computer, can you help me? That kind of confusing. Or, you know, I don't know about you, but I always found, I loved maths at school, I loved maths, because to me it was like another language, but I found it confusing because I wasn't good at it. And chess, who can play chess? Yeah, I mean I can do some really brilliant things, but I can't play chess. It's just confusing to me, I don't know why, it just is. So there's many confusing things, so what is confusion? What is, what, what is confusing all about? Confusion's about uncertainty. When you're not certain or not sure of something, when you are distracted, you can be confused. When you're disoriented, you don't know where you are, you don't know what's right, what's wrong. When you're puzzled, you don't understand something, you just don't get it. Or when you can't think clearly. You know, when it gets to be a bad situation medically, it's called delirium. Confusion's called delirium. So what is a couple of fun slang words? See, this is pretty heavy duty. Let's have a couple of slang words for confused or confusing. Bamboozled. 
I love that word. I'm bamboozled. That means I'm confused. I don't get it. I don't understand. Another one is flummoxed. Yeah. Flummoxed. Have you heard these words? <laughs> yeah, the older folks have heard it. The young ones, they haven't. They just say, I don't get it. That's it. Okay, so confusion, where does it come from? Well, it doesn't come from God. I can tell you that much. It does not come from God because the Word of God says this. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So confusion never started with God. And there is no confusion in heaven. Okay? There is no confusion in heaven. Satan is the source of confusion. It says he comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. He comes to deceive. He comes to discredit. He comes to detour. How do I know? Because right in the very beginning of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 3, it talks about how he did all these things. He created confusion with Eve. Okay? He discredited God. He detoured her and distracted her from what God had really said. And then he deceived her. He said, oh, God's not really going to punish you. That's not going to really happen. So all those things brought confusion to her. And she didn't know what to do. And of course, they made the wrong decision. And guess what? All of us ended up in the confusion that followed. But interestingly, God is not the author. or He didn't start the confusion. But sometimes he allows it. He allows it. And you go, oh, really? That sounds pretty bad. But when people want to go their own way, when people are so disobedient, God says, okay, you want it? You can have it. And he allows their disobedience and allows the confusion that they're already in to actually multiply. And this was what happened in the, the book of Genesis. When everybody was worshipping the sun, the moon, the stars, and everything but God. They were worshipping creation, and they built this huge tower. You know, they all got together, and they built this tower called Babel. And they all spoke the same language at that time. And God said this, come on, let us, that's the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let us, God. Let us go down there and confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. And so the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth. So they were already confused. And God just allowed it and actually added to it. They all spoke the same language and they were all conspiring. And they were all in idolatry in a major way. They were building this tower up to the heavens. And he said, let's go down. They're confused already. Let's just confuse their language. Separate them. Scatter them. And he did to the nations. And what did they do? They had to stop building. Because why? They couldn't understand what they're saying. It's like, we need more bricks over here. They didn't understand. <laughs> I think it's quite funny, really. Only God would have thought of that. They ceased building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And you know, when somebody's talking now, and they sound confused, and you don't understand them, 
They go, blah, 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 blah. You go, stop babbling. It's actually a, a word, stop babbling. And a lot of people actually say when people speak in tongues, they're babbling. Because they don't understand it and they're confused, so they think you're confused, <laughs> okay? So that's where God allowed the confusion to actually increase because they were already deceived, already confused. So he said, let's split them up and see what happens then. Okay, another time the Lord was speaking this about those who are uh, coming, the enemies of God. He said, I will send my fear before you. He's going to go in and he's going to spread the fear of the Lord. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come. Because Moses is saying, oh, look, we can't do this, we can't. There's going to be problems, can't do it. And God's saying, it's okay, I'm in charge here. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come and will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. So all those who came against the people of God, they are enemies of God and they are enemies of the people of God. The Lord says it's okay, I'm going to allow confusion to come for them. They think they're all in a united front against me and against my people. No, they will retreat. He said, I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. So where there is unity coming against God and his people, suddenly there's confusion and they're all like, whoa, where are, what's going on here? Let's get out of here. And they retreat. He said, I'll make your enemies turn their backs to you. And not only that, I will send hornets before you. <laughs> you know, have you ever been chased by a bee? Yeah. It's pretty scary. <laughs> hornets are much bigger and scarier. He said, I'll send hornets before you. How can he do that? He's God. He made them. I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite and the Hittite from before you. This is crazy <laughs> stuff, but isn't it good? <laughs> God can do anything. He can talk through a donkey. He can send hornets to chase out the enemies who think they're so strong and so tough and so, you know, going to win it. Suddenly they're running, they're retreating, and there's hornets buzzing around and all kinds of confusion. Like when there's a bee, one bee, you go, oh, oh, oh. And you're like this. Can you imagine like an army of hornets? How confused these people are just running and fleeing. That's what we want to see happening to our enemies. God created incredible confusion. Okay? So I love these stories. I love it. So God has allowed this. He's caused these things to happen. Why? Because when people resist him, his grace goes to a certain measure, but then you know what he'll say, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And they have resisted and resisted. And he said, you're not going to hurt my people. You know, when somebody's going to hurt you, just see the Lord sending the hornets on your behalf. Hey? <laughs> All right. Another time that God has allowed um, confusion to come, it says um, Samuel was offering up a burnt offering and the Philistines, now it's the Philistines, they're coming against Israel. So these, these Israel people have got wave after wave of resistance and persecution and enemies coming against them. And sometimes that's how we feel in our lives. 
you know, the stuff coming against us like, oh, when is this going to end? You know, it's one thing after another. But you know what? God is in control. Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, which is like akin to like prayers and worship for us. The Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. So here comes the enemy, and Samuel the prophet is offering up the prayers, offering up the praise, offering up the worship. And this is what happens in response to that, what God does. The Lord thundered with a loud thunder upon the Philistines that day. <clears throat> Thunder's scary. I don't know about you, but thunder, when it sounds really low, it can be scary. He thundered on them that day and so confused them that they were overcome before Israel. doesn't give every detail, but somehow God broke through. God broke through. He allowed confusion to come upon them. It doesn't say every detail, but there was confusion that came upon them. You know, when your enemies come against you, you can ask God to bring confusion upon them. Bring confusion upon them. He's not saying kill them and destroy them and all that. He's saying he confused them and they were defeated. You know, when you feel things and resistance coming against you, sometimes we don't quite know who it is. But you can pray, Lord, those enemies that you're coming against me, confuse them. Confuse them. That's what he does. He allows these things to happen. He didn't start the fight, but you can certainly finish it. He didn't start the problems. He didn't start the confusion. But he allowed it to be a tool to protect and to deliver his people. Amen? So God allows these things at times. The power of God can really confuse unbelievers. And we, let's go for one verse in the New Testament. This was the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. It says when the sound occurred, there was like a rushing mighty wind and the Holy Spirit came and the people were praying in tongues. The Holy Spirit filled them and they started, they started praying. It says the multitude came together. All the people who were there to worship, they came together and it's like, whoa. They were confused. It's like, what's going on here? Because why? Everyone heard them speak in his own language. The people from that place, the people from that place, from far, 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 far away, were all in Jerusalem to worship. And then they heard these people speaking in their own language fluently. You know, if you learn a language, it takes a long time. Yeah, English pretty hard to learn. <laughs> it takes time to learn another language. But here they knew, they knew that they didn't know their language. He said, not only were they confused, they were amazed. Wow. Amazed and marveled. And they said to one another, look, aren't all these speak Galileans? They're all locals. These people are all from Perth. Why are they speaking in Hebrew and Cantonese? And you know, why are they speaking all these languages? Spanish. What's going on? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? We were born speaking this. We were raised in this. And yet suddenly, they're speaking. This is so confusing. 
so confusing. And of course, the confusion was put away by Peter. Peter stood up and he said, no, 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 they're not drunk. I know you think they're drunk, they're not. This is actually the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been waiting for a long time for this. There's no confusion here. There's no confusion here. This is an act and the power of God. So, sometimes people can be confused when God does things. But when the truth comes out, there's the choice to believe or to not believe. So God can allow confusion to happen, but he can also remove confusion. He removes confusion. I don't know about you, but when I got saved, a lot of confusion just went out the window. It was gone. It was gone. And as this, I love this passage in Isaiah 61. It says this, Instead of your shame, you shall have double honour. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess double, and everlasting joy shall be yours. To me, that's a picture of salvation. That is a picture of salvation. For the shame that we had in our lives, we have double honour. For the confusion that was there, we will have joy and rejoicing. For things that we couldn't grasp or things that we lost, we will possess double. We will possess double. The everlasting joy will be our portion. The confusion will be gone. Those things which confused us before, the shame that was upon us, the heaviness, the darkness is gone. The confusion is gone when we meet Jesus. Why? It tells us in Romans 5. It says because we've been justified by faith. Our faith is no longer in ourselves. Our faith is in God. We've been justified by faith, therefore we have peace with God. There's no confusion now. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the confusion goes when we meet Jesus. The peace comes, the peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We stand by grace before God. We have access to God. There's no need to be confusion in our lives. We can have peace because we have access to the God of the universe, to the source of all knowledge, the source of all wisdom. We have access to Him. Therefore, we have peace. The opposite of confusion is peace. The opposite of peace confusion. When you have the Lord, you have that peace in our lives. So he removes the confusion. I think one of the most amazing things is salvation. How confusing is that? How confusing that God, who's perfect, would send his most precious beloved son from the perfect place in heaven to a selfish, sin-filled world to save a bunch of rotten sinners like us. How confusing is that? Why would you do that? Because he wanted to. 
because he loves us, because he's a redeemer. Awesome God, how amazing is that? And a lot of people are so confused because it is easy to be saved. It's hard, but it's easy to say yes to the Lord. Some people are confused about it. No, there must be, there must, it must be harder than that. You must have to do all these things. You must have to be a good person. No, that's the confusing part. We think you've got to earn your salvation. You don't. You believe and you receive. And that is very confusing for a lot of people. So he's done his part, okay? We've been justified. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ. So there should be no confusion in our lives. There should be no confusion. But there's a few things that he did warn us about, okay? He's done his part. Now he wants us to avoid any confusion coming back on us. He wants us to avoid being confused. And the first thing he says is this. Where there's envy and self-seeking, or where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So he's warning us. Confusion comes when we are envious or jealous or we covet things that other people have. When you spend your life wanting this and wanting that or wanting him or wanting her. When we are covetous or envious. When we are selfish, self-seeking, self-centered. That's when the problems start. That's when the confusion starts and every evil thing. Where there's envy and self-seeking, confusion and every evil thing are there. So there's that warning, okay? But we've also got this promise, okay? Though we walk in the flesh, yeah, we live in the flesh, we live in a physical world, we live with these things coming against us every day. We do not war according to the flesh. In other words, we don't fight a natural battle. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Okay? We don't fight in a natural way. We fight in the realm of the spirit. And our weapons are powerful in God. What are our weapons of our warfare? What is it for? To pull down strongholds. Things that try and get a stronghold on us. Casting down arguments. You know, people argue against the things of God and the Word of God all the time. They go, yeah, but what about this and what about that? And you need to be more tolerant. You need to be more accepting. All these arguments, worldly, logical arguments, reasonable, but not godly. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Anything or anyone, any theory, any philosophy that comes against the knowledge of God or tries to block the truth of God. We've got to bring every thought, all these things, these thoughts, these things that come against our mind and our thinking, we've got to imprison them. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Imprison these things that come against the word of God, that come against the reality of Christ in our lives. We've got to pull down the strongholds, 
cast down the arguments and bring into prison all these lies and these deceptive things, there can be a measure of truth. And sometimes things sound so good. People sound like really, real experts and knowledgeable about things, and they may be. But if it tries to exalt itself against the word of God, or the way of God, or the will of God, we gotta pull it out, uproot it, pull it down. Let the word of God have ascendancy in our hearts. So, you know, we won't be confused if we are aware and if we act prayerfully, if we have the word of God in our lives, if we know the Lord and we spend time with him, we will know the difference. We will know the difference, okay? It's like counting counterfeit money. When you, when you touch the counterfeit, you know because you know the real. There won't be any confusion when we are aware of the plans of the enemy, when we are aware of the plans of God, the confusion will be gone. Stick close, stick close to the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you are not the author of confusion, but you are the God of peace. And your word says that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under our feet. Lord, we tread down lies. We tread down confusion. We pull down every lie of the enemy, every deception, every discrediting thought. Those things which originally distracted Eve and uh, discredited you before her and caused that disobedience. Lord, we don't want to go in the same way. We don't have to be confused anymore because we have peace with God. And Lord, we have the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us into all truth. Help us not to be envious. Help us not to be selfish or self-seeking. But Lord, help us to be proactive with the things that you want us to be proactive with. Father, I just come against any confusion, anything that may be bothering any of your people right now. Let the truth prevail in their lives. Lord, if they don't know which way to go or what to do, let them come to you or let them get good godly counsel to direct them in the right path. We thank you that you are the God of all comfort and the God of all peace. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, say hi to someone. Have a good week. God bless.